Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. And our first story comes from Glitterplant, who says, Mum wants me to sign over 250,000 beneficiary check. My dad passed away recently. It came to light that he named me as one of the beneficiaries on his life insurance policy. My mum says that it was a mistake and that I'm not supposed to be a beneficiary, just my mum. She wants me to file for the money and sign the check over to her. I'm going to go through with it because she is my mum and blah, blah, whatever. But the insulting part is that my mum says I can keep $5,000 from it to throw my wedding. I only have $2,000 from my own money because my partner and I are kind of broke. Is she being entitled or am I? Or are both of us, lol? The reason why I think it is a mistake is because my younger sister is not listed as a beneficiary. And OP adds some updates. First of all, thank you for the advice. This has really given me a different perspective on this money. I still have a lot to think about. At this point, I'm thinking about investing the money in my name and then sending my mum and sister a portion of the yearly dividends that I do not reinvest. Hopefully, this will keep everyone happy. To answer a few questions... My mom, brother, and I are all receiving a third of the payout. I think the policy was drafted before my sister was born, which is why she is not a beneficiary. My mom is also receiving his social security, the house, and savings, etc. I did not realize that I was going to receive any sort of inheritance in the first place. My mom is a good person and a good mom, and we have a good relationship. I'm worried this money will ruin that. Now, having solely dealt with the inheritance process with my father's estate just recently putting someone on there as a mistake is just not something that happens assuming that your father was of sound mind when he made his will etc and i gotta say when i was reading this it just feels like pure greed which it may not be but we've seen it so many times in these stories about how inheritance money can turn people against each other i know i mention it all the time when That was my dad's biggest worry when, you know, we talked about death and was he scared and inheritance and stuff like that. We tried to make it like normal conversation, pragmatic as we could. It was a hard conversation. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it was a conversation that had to happen. And I can remember one conversation. He was sitting there watching TV and was talking about it. And he says, look, I don't want the brothers fighting between each other about money. And you can see him tearing up just talking about it. That was his biggest and I was like dad don't worry no one is going to be fighting about money absolutely not and of course I relayed these these feelings and thoughts to my brothers as well and they were all on board and said no way that's ever going to happen and I think I'd really want to know more I'd be asking mum I'd be saying what makes you think he didn't want to give me that money just to sort of gauge her response on this you know but I certainly wouldn't be guilted into this if I was you your dad wanted you to have that money and I think you should honor his wishes but in the comments path advance says my kid is the beneficiary on mine no mistakes 
SCJ says do not sign it over to her. If your dad wanted her to have it, he would have made her beneficiary. That's yours. All of it. Samamba says do not sign the check over. That is a life-changing amount of money and your father left it to you, not your mother. You're absolutely not the entitled one here. Your mother is. ETA, your edit. You're still entitled to that money. Perhaps the reason it was gifted to you is because you can be relied on to take care of your sister better than your mother. Danny MW says, oh dear lord, don't do it. Your mum is wrong. Unless he actually had something like dementia and she can prove that, then he definitely wanted the money to go to you. You said you were broke. Well, there you are. Dad wants to help. If you really want to, you can throw mum $5,000 from the money. See if the irony of that gesture is lost on her. I'm really sorry for your loss, by the way. Don't give the money to your mum, though. Murphy says there isn't a mistake. Your dad had to list who the beneficiary is on his paperwork, plus what percentage they were to receive. He didn't make a mistake by writing only your name. Don't give your mum the money. If your dad wanted her to have it, he would have written her name. It's yours. Keep it. And one more from Little who says, You're actually going to sign it over. What's wrong with you? She's clearly lying. If she was meant to be the only beneficiary, then it would have said so. Your dad named both of you, and so that part of the money is meant to be yours. Your mum is being super entitled, and by handing it over, you're enabling her entitlement. So then OP kindly comes in with an update and says, Oh boy. Well, some updates are due. First of all, thank you all for your concern and comments in my first post. It was helpful to hear your perspective on the money and it definitely changed my view on the whole situation. To recap quickly, my dad passed away and he named me as a beneficiary on his life insurance policy. My mum says that it was a mistake and that I'm not supposed to be a beneficiary. Just my mum. She wants me and my brother to file for the money and sign the check over to her. On the policy, my mum is named at 34%. Brother and I are named at 33% and younger sister is not named. It turns out that the policy was not made before my sister was born, which adds to the murkiness and confusion surrounding why my sister is not included. My guess is that my dad signed up for this policy and forgot my sister's social, thinking he would just come back later and revise, but never got around to it. He was bipolar and did things impulsively sometimes. I think this life insurance policy was one of them. Suggesting we slow down and talk about this policy more has made me the bad guy in the family. My mum and brother think I am being selfish. It has gotten so tense that we have to discuss things via email because everyone is getting so emotional about it. My mum continues to insist that he made a mistake. She writes, When dad took out this policy, his intention was for me, my mum, to have money to pay off the house, which is already paid off by the way, and have financial means to take care of the family. Dad would never ever intentionally exclude little sister from this scenario if his intentions were to split things between the family. I believe he completed the paperwork incorrectly because he didn't understand how to write the policy to support his intentions. I responded with a proposal. The three of us split the cost of my dad's medical bills for the past two years of his illness, hospice care costs and the funeral. After that is settled, my brother and I split our portions into three so that my sister gets a share. She does not like this proposal and passive-aggressively told me to not bother paying her back for the medical-slash-funeral costs. I also get the sense that she is trying to guilt-trip me because she keeps saying she can't afford to screen in her porch. Sigh. I'm sure there will be more updates. This feels long from over. And then a mini-update which says, Thank you for all your thoughts and comments, but it feels like I have to address that my sister is 10,000% my full sister. 
my dad adored her. Also, we're the type of siblings that look like twins. Not that it matters. And I'm glad that OP confirmed about the sister being her full sister in the end there because it was a part of the update that I got to admit had me thinking along those lines. I was thinking, hold up, are we going down that path here? And I'm not wise to screening of the porch. I had to Google it myself. I was like, what is this screening of your porch? I know what it is now, but even if mum was getting 34% of 250k, surely that's well more than enough to be screening your porch. I don't know how much it costs, but surely it can't be massively expensive. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I really don't know. Not many houses in the UK have porches, I don't think. Could be wrong on that as well. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Communication Fit 257. It does come with an update as well, titled, Am I the a-hole for telling my wife she needs to be accountable for her actions? My wife, 30 female, and I, 35 male, brought our house five years ago and it needs work. But time and money are always a constraint. Right now, my wife is not working while she goes back to school and I'm working second shift as the sole earner. Since my wife is home more than me, she has been handling most of the work that's been done around the house, including dealing with contractors. She comes from a family of DIYers who tend to shoot from the hip with projects, while I prefer to have a plan in place before we do any work. And the most recent projects that she spearheaded have been, in my opinion, subpar. Some examples. Our privacy fence gate doesn't close right and she hasn't gotten the contractor to come and fix it for months. The internet line wasn't buried deeply enough by the contractors and I think she should have sent them away when they didn't have the right equipment. She decided, without my input, to use a cleanser on our house before restaining it and the cleanser left streaks in the wood that cannot be covered by the stain. We have a wooden sculpture in our yard that she did not clean and it is dark and dirty and looks like crap. She doesn't see anything wrong with it. Most recently, we had gutter work done and I wanted a gutter put on the back of our new shed. She forgot to tell the contractor where I wanted the downspout and he put it on the opposite corner so now the water is just going to collect behind the shed, which is exactly what I wanted to avoid. She called me at work to give me this news and I spent the rest of the day frustrated. When I got home, I asked what we were going to do about this and she said something about fixing it ourselves. I told her that it would never be right if we fixed it ourselves and that I already paid for the work to be done right the first time and we're just peeing away money and time with needing to redo all these projects that she's been half-arsing. I asked if she even cared about the quality of work that is being done on the house and said that maybe she shouldn't be involved with any more projects on the house unless communication improves. She just sat in silence and slept on the couch without speaking to me. This morning, I asked if she was going to talk to me and she said, I don't know. I was exasperated and asked if she could just tell me what is wrong and she replied, I'm scared of you. She told me she wished I had approached the issue by looking for a solution and I told her that she just didn't want to be accountable for her actions. She said she just wants us to be partners. I could be the a-hole for how I went about telling her about my feelings, but I feel like there's no way for me to give her negative feedback without her freaking out. Am I the a-hole for telling my wife that she needs to be accountable for her actions? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And we're going to start in the comments with Fun Woodpecker who says she comes from a family of DIYers. I'm sure she can ask them to help fix her bad calls. You're paying money out for work that your wife doesn't give two craps about. You shouldn't have to pay for someone to correct it. Winter says, I'm going to say not the a-hole. What's really going on? If she knows what she says she knows about these projects, then what's going on? It's reeking of sabotage to me, but why? Plus, come on, even if someone gets mad and yells, why do you immediately jump to, I'm scared of you? I think this is passive aggressive behavior, but why? Third tries the charm says and quotes, she replied, I'm scared of you. Then goes on to say, that should scare you. There is no reason your reaction should be so outsized that it is making your adult partner afraid. All of these projects are things that are not emergencies. They are things that if they go wrong, it sucks, but it is fixable. Maybe not on the time frame you wanted, but it is still fixable. The way your wife is feeling may damage your relationship in a way that is not fixable. You're the a-hole. Change the focus as you're the a-hole. OP, you want to call the shots while having her do all the work. In your mind, it's her job to silently and smoothly assure that everything ends up as you wanted it. It's as if you were the boss and she were your assistant, whose job it is to carry out your wishes. If she fails at getting your way for you, you feel entitled to accuse her of half-arsing and peeing away money and all kinds of other things. Blaming and shaming out of frustration that, that she didn't fulfill your wishes correctly. She isn't the one with communication problem. She would like to have a civil discussion and approach problems as partners. While you'd rather accuse that she just doesn't want to be accountable for her actions, that being the case, unless communication improves, is entirely on you. Absolutely do believe that she is scared of you. You drip with superiority. You think you are better than your wife, entitled to tell her what to do and to judge how well she carries the instructions out, and that's a huge red flag. I hope you two don't have kids. Jolly Tooth quotes the I'm scared of you and says, This is the immediate takeaway you need to get from this. Your wife is scared of you. That is not okay. And you seem to be brushing it off and reverse blaming her. And you're not remotely affected by the fact that the woman you love told you she is afraid of you. Aren't you worried about what that means for your marriage and what that can do to your relationship? You're the a-hole, not for being frustrated with the way she handles home improvement and repair projects, but because you clearly aren't capable of communicating your frustration in a respectful manner and scaring your wife and don't seem to care one bit about it. And one more comment from Angry at World who says, going against the grain here and saying not the a-hole. If your wife actually knew what she was doing when attempting these DIY projects, it wouldn't matter, but every time she tries it either further wrecks what she's working on and ends up costing more money to fix than when she started i'm with uop your wife shouldn't be doing any diy projects or talking with the contractors anymore 
So OP kindly updates this post and says, I posted about five months ago about an argument my wife and I had, and I was determined to be the a-hole. Original post here. Recently, someone commented on that post asking if my wife has left me yet, so I decided to update. A lot of people recognized that the way I spoke with my wife was full of frustration and anger, which was unproductive, but even more than that, it was scary to my wife. A commenter had an excellent comment pointing out that I was just blowing off steam and that my priority should be my partnership. We covered a lot of topics in the weeks following that incident. We had a couple's therapy session to talk about strategies and communication. I saw one of my coworkers react in anger and frustration instead of taking the time to become calm and realize from the outside looking in just how unproductive his behavior was. And then my wife showed me a section of one of her self-help books. It's called The Five Personality Patterns. My therapist had recommended it to me a while back. We had been reading it together, my wife and I, but then we got busy and we stopped. She picked it back up after our fight and read about the leaving pattern. She underlined a bunch of sections and read them to me, and I finally understood. I grew up in a house where my parents screamed and yelled at each other or picked fights in order to storm out of the house. And that's how I used to interpret my wife's silence as a way to win the fight. In reality, when she became silent, she was terrified. She wasn't stonewalling me or trying to win the fight by manipulating me or trying to avoid taking responsibility. She was so scared in that moment that she wasn't even in her body. She couldn't even speak. She was totally disassociated. She told me that even though she knows how I was acting wasn't objectively scary, that her threshold for shutting down is really low. Realizing how much I scared my wife broke my heart. The descriptions of disassociation in the book were terrifying to me. My wife is the sweetest person and I love her so much and I never want her to experience what she experienced that day ever again. It changed my perspective completely. Ever since my realization, our relationship is better than ever. We laugh and tease each other playfully. We have worked on projects together. We've talked about chores and money. We even had a couple of fights and resolved them quickly and lovingly. Our communication is better because we trust each other. My wife told me that she has never felt safer or more loved now. I won't say I'm glad the fight happened, but what I realized because of it has been a turning point in our marriage for the better. And what a nice little update there. Good communication, getting some therapy and getting their relationship back on the right track. And Opie also did confirm that the wife called up the contractor for the downspout and it was moved around to the position that they wanted it. So no more pouring water as well. Double Brucey bonus there. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's have one more story. And it's a little story from Late Enthusiasm who says, am I the a-hole for buying lower grade steaks when my in-laws visit and serving my mum and dad Wagyu? My wife and I live far away from both of our sets of parents. We visit them a couple of times a year and they visit us about the same. My mum and dad love food. They will buy pounds of garlic and leave it in the rice maker for a month to make black garlic. They plan their vacations around amazing restaurants. My in-laws are lovely people, but boiling chicken drumsticks is fancy for them, and they refuse to eat steak that isn't well done. I discovered this the first time I went to their home for dinner. I wasn't even asked how I liked my steak. Everyone got a well-done steak. It took me years to convince my wife to try a medium-rare steak. Now she loves them. I bought some beautiful prime steak for them when they came over when we moved in together. I made theirs medium well and I died a little inside. Her dad took it back to the grill and destroyed them. 
so now I buy select grade meat. I've been buying some excellent quality Wagyu for when my parents visit. Not every single time, maybe once a year. My wife says I'm being an a-hole by not treating both families the same. I don't think I should waste money on great food for them when I know how they will treat it. I remember there was a story about Wagyu steaks a while back and it was a huge learning experience for me. It was the first time I've heard of it and I've never actually ever tried it myself, but I know that I was looking at the prices of some of these meats and was like, wow. And I watched a few videos and people talking about the difference and taste and all this kind of stuff. Maybe one day I'll experience it, but I don't blame you from that information we had on that particular post. I don't blame you for not wanting to serve that kind of meat to the parents who's just going to cook it well done. And, you know, from what I read last time, you just don't do that with Wagyu steaks. But at the same time, I can maybe understand, you know, trying to step into your wife's shoes, how she might feel that both families are not being treated the same. And I think there's just a very easy solution for it in that you don't have to cook steaks for the wife's family. You could go down and create an amazing meal that doesn't require well done Wagyu steaks. Talk to your wife about what their favorite meal might be or something like that and go down that path. And OP did confirm it's an A5 Wagyu steak. And I had a quick Google and it says it's ranging from 90 to 170 pounds. I'm like, holy moly. But in the comments, Overrise says, I might get downvoted, but honestly, I don't see the point in paying for really expensive steak for someone who's going to want it served as burnt offerings. They certainly won't understand the difference. Not the a-hole. Cats and dogs, please, says not the a-hole, but perhaps you can think of something else your in-laws would appreciate a splurge on. Drinks, desserts, or even an experience that would be meaningful to them. And more importantly, make your wife feel heard, validated like her family is important to you. Kind competence says no one's an a-hole here. Stop having steak with your in-laws. You can't feed them Wagyu, and I understand why, but your wife can't accept you being snobby about meat and giving her parents meat you know is lower quality on purpose. She's right. It's disrespectful to serve food you see as insulting. So rather than fighting about it until the end of time, understand that steak is not an in-law meal and find one you can make with ingredients you respect and that they will enjoy. I don't drink wine. Fermented grapes taste bad to me. My husband and his family drink wine, study wine, and are careful with wine selections. It's absolutely wasted on me. They don't make sure to serve me crappy wine. They make sure the freezer has my favorite upscale vodka in it. They're not wrong that wine has lots of nuance and finding good wines is fun. I'm not wrong that I find wine basically undrinkable. You're only an a-hole if you demand that someone wins the steak fight. Instead of putting all that energy into finding another showpiece meal, you can all enjoy each other's company over. And invite me over for steak. We will have a blast. And that comment pretty much says it all to me. I've been in situations where I've been with friends and they're all love a bottle of wine, a bottle of red wine. And you know, I can't stand the stuff, to be quite honest. I've tried it many times. I think it's one of those ones I've, I've always wanted to try and get into it, but I just can't do it. I just it doesn't sit right with me so whenever we go to these situations one of the friends that we always go to it, he always has bottles of ale for me because i like a different ale every once in a while and i like to try different types of wine that's just my thing you know they don't pressure me into the wine and they understand it and i understand that they like their thing too but what do you guys make of this situation Whew. I really want to try one of those steaks now. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care. Much love.
Wash my teeth up, wash my face Throw my clothes on, start my day Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that today will be a good day Okay, I know that today will be a good day Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 